welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Today, I'm going to be talking about pros and cons of either getting a newer rig or getting an older rig. Um, I've got some painful memories from about the last week that I'm going to kind of walk through you because I have an older rig, so I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about the pros and the cons of that because that's been my experience, but I've also really heavily considered just getting something brand new. I know a lot of folks with newer vehicles, and it, it definitely does seem to have some benefits just being able to hop in a car that's brand new with really low miles and just go and do what you want to do. So again, today I'm going to talk through kind of the pros and cons of both those things. If you are kind of looking at getting a rig or maybe upgrading a rig, if you've got an older rig and you're kind of fed up with fixing stuff on it, or if you've got a new rig and you don't feel like taking it out into the woods and beating on it, again, today I'm going to kind of cover the pros and cons of each, and then hopefully that will help you make a decision for what kind of rig is best for you. So without further ado, let's get into old rigs versus new rigs. What are the pros and cons and what makes sense for your setup? Alright guys, so as I mentioned today, I'm going to be talking about old rigs versus new rigs, kind of the pros and cons of each. There obviously are going to be some pros and cons of both of those things. Um, I'm going to tell you kind of my history where I've kind of been, what I've been through, uh, the vehicles that I've had and the experiences that I've had with them. I'm going to talk about kind of the pros and cons of the opposite side of that coin, the things that I haven't done but that I've thought about quite a bit, and folks that I know that have done that sort of route and the experiences that they've had. And then at the end, I'm going to kind of give you my final thoughts and just sort of, you know, which style of overlanding I think makes the most sense for each of, of those type of rigs, right? A new rig or an older rig. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. So let's start with kind of my experience and what I've had and what I've done in my, you know, five or so years of overlanding slash camping now. Basically, the way that I kind of got into overlanding was started YouTubing Xterra modifications. I'm a Nissan guy. I had had a Jeep uh, Cherokee, XJ Cherokee before, and got rid of that when we had a kid. And I really liked that vehicle. I liked going off-roading and stuff, hitting up off-road parks with buddies with Jeeps and, and just kind of doing that Jeep thing, right? Like doing the, the off-roading Jeep thing. And so as a result, you know, at, at the time I got rid of the Jeep, it's because we had kids. It had been a few years, so they were a little bit older now. I was like, you know what? I want a vehicle that's capable. I want to be able to use it sort of like a toy and go out and do off-roading and stuff in it. I also want it for the wintertime, right, to have the four-wheel drive and the capability and still have the room. So that's why I was looking at the SUVs, and I picked up an Xterra. Um, so that all kind of made sense to me. It was a way to kind of ease my way back into off-roading and stuff, but also a way to be practical, right, to keep the wife happy, be practical. Um, so after I bought the Xterra again, I'm doing a ton of research. I'm watching YouTube videos about modifications, and I started to see a lot of stuff like the Rogue Overlands, um, you know, those type of channels, and then just other off-roading channels that were kind of becoming overlanding channels four or five years ago. 
And I never really heard of overlanding. And when I saw that and I thought, man, that just seems really cool. I was like, you know what? This Xterra that I bought had 94,000 miles. Sure, it was about 15 years old, um, but it was in really good shape, really clean, really low miles, drove perfectly, no concerns, no problems. So I started to modify it, right? Now, one of the pros of having an older vehicle is the way that I kind of look at it is I saved myself a ton of depreciation, right? So then even if I do spend a lot of money on modifications, I kind of feel that that's offset, right? Um, with my Xterra, again, it was a 2005 Xterra. I bought it with 94,000 miles, bone stock off of, a, off of a guy here in town. And um, I paid $7,000 for that thing. And then I rode it for five years. I drove that thing, off-roaded it, and I put about 50,000 miles on it. For the first two or three years, I was daily driving that vehicle. Um, and, and for a while, I was working way far across town. So, I mean, I was putting tons of miles pre-COVID on that thing. And then taking trips, you know, driving from Indiana down to Kentucky or up to Wisconsin or over to West Virginia. I mean, I, I kind of had it all over the country, um, everywhere except out west. And uh, it did great, right? And so I never really had any concerns with it. I never had any problems like some people have with older vehicles, but that is definitely could be a con, right? If you happen to get one that's just not so good, if you happen to get one that's kind of a lemon, and I'll get to that in a second with my current vehicle, um, then that that can definitely be a concern, right? If you're buying an older vehicle, it's kind of a gamble. You're kind of rolling the dice a little bit to see if you're gonna end up with a good one or if you're gonna end up with a bad one. Now, again, in my case with the Xterra, it was a fantastic vehicle. Had 143,000 miles, 144,000 miles on it when I got rid of it. Uh, the only reason that I did get rid of it was because I had a big event coming up well, about a year ago now, and uh, it needed a lot of suspension. Where just the stuff that I had beat on for five years, right, over 50,000 miles, I'd really done a number on the suspension. I'd really done a number on all the control arms and bearings and all that sort of thing. Um, so it kind of needed bearings all the way around. It needed control arms, different bushings, all kinds of stuff. The brake calipers were starting to leak a little bit. So it was going to be quite a repair bill. So then when I was looking at that, I was like, you know, I only spent seven grand on this truck. I've driven it for five years. I don't know that I want to put a few thousand dollars into repairing it. Um, maybe I need to just, you know, cut my losses and get rid of it and get something new. So, but then again, I looked at new frontiers. Okay, so I, I looked at new vehicles. I thought about the new 2022 frontiers. I was really excited about those, but those things are 45, 50 grand for a Pro 4X. Um, especially with any sort of options and stuff. So then I'm like, Ugh, that's a lot of money. Like that's a big, huge multiple of what I spent on this Xterra. And I had a ton of fun with that Xterra. So another pro of like an older vehicle versus the, the con of the new one that kind of got me when I was thinking about the newer vehicle is wear and tear, right? Just like if you're going to be overlanding, you're going to be on gravel roads, you're going to be on washboard roads, you're going to be going through tight trails most likely, or at least I am where I am in the Midwest, going through tight trails in Michigan, Wisconsin, Indiana, um, scraping branches down the side. And I just didn't see the point in spending all that money on a brand new vehicle that I was very likely going to tear up, right? So what I ended up doing was I ended up buying another uh, Frontier, another X uh, Nissan, basically the same as the Xterra, same motor, same transmission. Um, I bought a really built up Nissan Frontier and I actually really love the truck. It's super capable. The armor and stuff is great. The bumpers are nice. It's got a winch. It's, you know, it was already pretty much built up, which I really, really like. Um, just unfortunately, it has about 215,000 miles on it. When I bought it, the timing chain guides had been done proactively and on my way home, those actually went. They weren't quite done correctly. And so it, it ended up uh, causing a bunch of damage, you know, fouling out the spark plugs, the O2 sensors, the catalytic converters kind of went. So it kind of went through the whole intake outtake system on the vehicle and just kind of fouled that up. So it took me about three months of kind of like working on that, getting that thing rebuilt, getting it all put back together before I could really drive it again. Then I take it down south to Kentucky, does great, off-road it. Again, super capable. This thing's tight and swapped. It's lifted a few inches, and it's got 35s on it. So it tore up the trails down in Kentucky. Then on the way home, had some issues again, had to get towed home. Uh, turned out that it was still uh, a result of that initial problem where all that fouled out 
you know, fuel had gone through and it had fouled out the cats. I didn't know it at the time and I drove it down there. The catalytic converters then chunked through into the lower cats and blocked it up. Basically, it was still fine. The engine was running okay, but it just couldn't get above like 2,000 RPMs because the catalytic converters were clogged. So I had to replace the catalytic converters. And then from there on out, from like January, February of 2022 until like September of 2022, it's been great. I've been driving it to the store, driving it around town, went to Wisconsin, you know, for like a three, four day trip. Went through like foot, foot and a half of snow up there, off-roaded, pouring down rain, freezing rain, snow, ice, all kinds of stuff. And again, it did fantastic. So again, you can get a lot of use out of these vehicles, right? And like, again, when I paid for that Frontier, it was significantly less than a new Frontier, right? So even though it sucks that it broke, um, and it's currently broken, and I'll get to that here in a second, it broke again. Um, those things all suck, right? And they're very inconvenient. So you do have to weigh out. Uh, one of the cons is... Well, I'm still way lower in it on money, right? And I'm not necessarily upset about it. I just know I'm going to have to spend some more money to get this thing fixed again. Um, but I still spent a quarter of what I would have on a new, you know, a third, a quarter of what I would have on a new Frontier. But one of the cons is that you do have to worry about them a little bit more, right? Typically. Typically, a newer vehicle is going to be more reliable. It's going to be, you know, you don't have to worry about those headaches of what did the person before me do or the people before me do? What kind of modifications have been done? Were they done the right way? So there are definitely some pros of the newer vehicles when it comes to just reliability, right? Um, so my vehicle, like I mentioned, is currently broken. I literally was leaving at 4 a.m. in the morning to go to core big event that I go to up north. I'll put a card up here to the video I did on that last year because it's an awesome event and I wish I could have made it. I'm super sad that I didn't because it's the second year that I haven't been able to make it because I bought the truck before core last year and it broke on my way home and then I got it all built up for core this year and then it broke the morning of core. So it's super fun. So I mean you can see though there's like that's one of the big cons is like overlanding is about experiences right? So like the fact that I'm going to lose this whole winter season again after I lost it all last uh, year which is my favorite time to camp is very disheartening, right? So you have to be able to put up with that. You have to be able to kind of be expecting that and be considering worst case scenarios because it is very heartbreaking to kind of be like, man, after a year and a half, a little over a year now, this thing has let me down twice at the most important time, right? The most important thing that I go to every year. Um, one of the two, I go to more expo in April and I go to the core event in September and uh, I did make it to more this year. So, I mean, that's the funny thing is five months ago it drove, 10, 11 hours, fine, over to more, and then 10, 11 hours back, no problems, right? Road, fine. And has been fine this whole week. And then just all of a sudden, boop, something went wrong in the rear end, axle shaft or something in the diff. And it won't hold park. It won't go into drive or reverse. So got to figure that out now. Um, but so kind of bringing this all back into, into one conscious stream of thought here. Pros of an older vehicle, lower cost, right? Lower cost, lower maintenance much easier to justify modifications, right? If you spent 45, 50 grand on a new Frontier, it's really hard to then say, I got to spend another 10 to 15 to put bumpers, skids, sliders, a lift, tires, wheels, a bed rack, a rooftop tent, like all that stuff adds up, right? But if you'd spent a third, a half of that value and bought like a 2018 or 2019 Frontier for half the cost of a new one, you have a little bit more money to play with. So, you know, with the older vehicles, you got that. You also don't have to worry about wear and tear as much. Um, Meaning, like, if you scrape it up, I don't feel really bad about it at all on my truck. If I happen to scratch it down a tree, I'm just like, ha ha, doesn't bother me. On a new one, I, that might hurt a little, right? So then the pros of the newer vehicles, right? So newer vehicles obviously have a ton of pros. Better technology, generally better gas mileage, um, better fuel efficiency, 
uh, more power generally. They always sort of seem to keep going up and up and up in power for the most part. Um, technology is better, right? So you're going to get your CarPlay, you're going to get your, you know, heated seats, you're going to get more luxury sort of features in the newer vehicles than you might have in the older vehicles. Um, reliability, the biggest one, right? Warranty, also nice, although if you're going to modify it quite a bit, you can get to a point where that's not going to apply anymore. But so, yeah, so like in this exact instance, what kind of made me think of this episode and made me want to do this episode is that, again, I just missed this three, four day trip to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan that I look forward to every year. And for the last two years, I've had to miss it. And it really made me think, right, like, geez, I have this old truck and yeah, it's really capable and yeah, it's really cool and it's unique and it's built and it's I like all that stuff. But it definitely has really made me kind of think, like, should I just, you know, strip it down, sell all the parts, get rid of the truck and uh and like just buy a new pro 4x you know frontier i mean the thing about that is then you're you're pretty much guaranteed to get eight to ten years i mean the way that i take care of vehicles and with how few miles i actually put on them i don't put that many miles on them um like that would last me for quite a while so anyway so there are definitely pros and cons to each the new vehicles and the older vehicles um my kind of final thoughts i'll run through those with you here kind of what i'm thinking what i'm leaning towards right now the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand So again, right now I have been thinking like, dude, do I just start over? Do I just get a new Frontier and maybe it's not as modified. Maybe I can just throw a little bit of a lift on it and some slightly bigger tires and stuff, but just run it for like three years, just mostly stock. That's an option. That is kind of a cool idea. I still, though, I sit here and I think about that money and I'm like, dude, I just don't want to go drop 45, 50 grand. Like, I just don't want to do that. I'd rather have like a really fast car that maybe I spent 30 grand on and like a pretty cool built up older truck for like 20 grand. I mean, that's still 50 grand is a ton of money, right? Like for me, especially it's like my channel is pretty much budget minded, right? So I like to talk about budget minded stuff and I'm a very cheap person, but I also like quality and I like, uh, I also like quality and I like, you know, I like to have unique things. I like to have things that are more fun. And that is the thing about the older vehicles too, is it's a lot easier to kind of be unique when you're not just buying the same thing off the shelf as everybody else. When you're buying an older truck and doing a lot more modifications, you can sort of be unique. So my solution is actually kind of a middle ground between these two things. And I kind of mentioned it on a previous episode, but it applies here on this one too. So my solution is rather than again, stripping the truck down, it has 216,000 miles on it it's really not worth much, the truck itself. I mean, sure, I could sell all the armor and all that stuff. I think maybe between the armor and the truck, I might be able to get 10 grand out of it, maybe. Um, which would be a nice little down payment on on a new Frontier, but then I'm still gonna have an 800 a month payment for five years, you know? Like, I don't wanna do that. Um, so what I'm gonna do instead is what I mentioned, like I said previously, to basically solve all the problems of the rear end, the axle, the differential, all that stuff that's weaker in the rear, that's frontier stuff still. The front has been tight and swapped, so it's all the bigger, heavier duty components, is I've got a guy that I'm going to work with who is going to do the rear axle swap for me to a full-size Titan set of brakes, axle diff, everything. So whatever the problem is in the rear end will be resolved with that swap. Um, and then the truck will be fully Titan swapped, so it'll be equal width because obviously it's a wider track than the stock Frontier. Um, And at the same time, I'm going to have them do a VK56 swap. And what that entails is they're going to take the 5.6 liter V8 out of of a Titan, and they're going to swap it into the truck. 
the AC comes over with it. My AC doesn't really work in the truck, so I'll have brand new AC. The truck that uh, the guy has mentioned to me has about 30,000 miles on it. It was a wrecked Titan. Um, so I'm basically getting like an almost new 30,000 mile motor transmission air conditioning unit out of that. But then I get a new transmission. I get new everything, right? So it should solve all those problems. And by doing that, one, it gives me more power, probably better fuel efficiency. I get, again, updated components, right? Updated, much newer 2014 instead of 2008 engine transmission air conditioning. Um, so I think that that should solve it. And really, eight to 10,000 bucks should do that. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. It is a big investment. It is an upgrade. I was kind of planning to do it anyways. We just couldn't uh, kind of sort the timing out before uh, I was going to go on this core trip. Fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know how you look at that. Um, but uh, but so that's kind of going to be my solution. So in the next few months, hopefully, I'm hopeful that I can get that stuff all done. And then it will basically be like a new truck. I think I should easily be able to get five to eight years out of that thing with just, you know, minimal maintenance, keeping up with the bearings, the suspension stuff, the brakes, that kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of my solution. But again, that's the beauty of having an older vehicle is even if I spend eight to 10 grand on that thing, I'm still going to be half the money that I would have been into a new Frontier. I'm going to have a V8 one and it's going to be on 35s and it's going to be Titan swapped. And you know what I mean? So I obviously lean towards older vehicles and doing more modifications and things like that. You may lean more towards, you know, a newer vehicle because you don't want to worry about it. So here's what I will say to kind of finish this up. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you are looking at a vehicle for overlanding, if you are pretty mechanically inclined, if you like to work on stuff, if you're okay with kind of those disappointments of things breaking and then kind of diagnosing and if you have friends and, and a network of people that can help you so you don't have to go to super expensive like service centers and stuff to get stuff repaired, um, like four-wheel parts or something, then an older vehicle may make sense for you, right? You may be in a spot where you can afford to do that. And in the long run, it's going to cost you a lot less money. And you're probably going to come out with a much more capable vehicle that is a lot I mean, half, a third, a quarter of what you may spend on a brand new vehicle. Um, if you are more like, um, you know, I have a bunch of friends that are like, they want to get into overlanding, they want to check it out, but they don't want to mess with a vehicle. They just want to be able to have a thing that they get in. I know a ton of people with like 2019 through 2020 Tacomas that they put bed racks on and lifts and tires and like the very, just like the basics, right? Give me a little bit further out there. Give me a little bit more capable. Let me have like a drawer system in the rear so I can store my gear. Um, but those things, I'm so jealous of them sometimes, right? Like at this core event, I wake up and my truck breaks and then I lose my whole weekend that I've been looking to, forward to for a year. And uh, these guys and girls just get in their vehicles and it starts up every time, right? They got 22,000 miles or 30,000 miles or whatever it is. It's a brand new vehicle. So you can just go and you can enjoy the experience and you don't have to worry about it. So if you're more of that type, a new vehicle may make sense. If you're more of like a modification type person, a, a you know shade tree mechanic, if you will, then a used vehicle may make a lot more sense. And you can get a lot more for your dollars with a used vehicle. Um, so again, I hope that that was helpful for you. I, I just wanted to kind of touch on this. It's very painfully pertinent right now for me with my truck being broken. I am currently in Hoosier National Forest with my Lexus, which is my daily driver, an old 07 uh, Lexus IS 350. And it was actually been a blast to bring it down here. I've, it hurts my soul a little bit driving it on the gravel roads back here, but I mean, it's 15 years old. So I mean, again, being old, like I just don't care as much, right? So I did bring the car down here just to kind of shoot some videos for you guys. And I'm gonna be taking a camping trip tonight. So I'm gonna be doing that. Um, so yeah, anyways. 
I've got two cars for half of the price of one new Frontier, right? So when my old one, my truck broke, then I hopped in the Lexus and I came down to Hoosier National Forest and I'm camping. So at least I have a backup, right? So anyways, used cars are for me. New cars are a very good option though too. It just kind of depends on your needs. Um, but I hope that was helpful for you. If it was, click that like button. Um, if you're new to the channel, I'd love to have you as a subscriber. Click the subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. I do one of these as like a podcast that goes out on all the major podcast channels every week. And also this vlog style, right? Where it's a video up on the channel as well. Um, and then I usually do like a gear review or a do-it-yourself mod or a budget mod, uh, that kind of thing also every week. So there's like at least two videos that come out pretty much every week. Um, so if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for anything around gear reviews, do-it-yourself mods, vehicle mods, um, and overlanding just in general, this is the channel for you and I'd love to have you. Also in the description down below are links to Facebook, Instagram, my TikTok. I've got a Patreon page that's kind of slowly growing. We've got some awesome people in there that uh, we have a Discord and we can all kind of chat. We do like a once a month video where everybody gets to hop on the video and then they get to be on the channel, which is pretty fun. Um, and then last but not least is the newbie overlanders group totally free to join it's on facebook again there's a link in the description down below but if you're you know tired of kind of the bigger groups kind of beating people up for asking questions then this is probably the place for you, you should check it out we're almost to 10,000 members so it's super exciting right now um, but so yeah check that out um, but again thanks for watching thanks so much for listening if you're on the podcast i appreciate you guys and we will see you next week take care